Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome back to the Commercial Property Investors Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. I want to help you move from residential investment into commercial property investment. I want to give you the knowledge and confidence to make that move. This is a sector where you can find the mythical bigger deals and really good long-term cash flow. It's not all about parking your money and holding on to a specific yield rate. Commercial can be so much more. This industry has proved to me it has many facets and many opportunities to not only get that great ROI, but also it can give you the opportunity to build value and wealth. Something I really want to share with you this week that's kind of got under my skin recently is that everyone is offering you their opinion on what is going to be happening to the property market. Both, of course, residential and commercial sectors, but they don't really reveal their own context. This is a job for you and me to decipher. We need to work out what people are saying by reading into the background. So I'm going to go through that today. And yes, of course, I'm going to give you some of my own thoughts on where I think the market is going. But hopefully you'll understand my context. So today's about a market update and a little bit about how to read what you're hearing out in the marketplace. So where is the market right now? Well, most of you will be aware that the housing market in general, is doing pretty well as we come out of this lockdown. And I'm sure you've been looking on LinkedIn and Facebook and property groups and, of course, listening to stories. And many of you have been on Zoom calls where people are giving their opinions and um, some anecdotal evidence, perhaps, of what's happening in their area. But the challenge for us is to make sure we keep this with a reasonable amount of context where they're coming from. So do you realise we're listening to general comments when we're on these places? And sometimes they're specific, but it's a general blur about the market. This is not the reality for all areas of the housing market, both in terms of, of like geography and sector. And it's the same for commercial. You might hear an opinion on a certain sector of commercial, but it's not about the specific niche you're in. When they talk about the market, remember the commercial market is huge. And it has many facets. So, for instance, you could be talking about retail on Bond Street in London. You could be talking about 40,000 square foot industrial units on city outskirts. Or perhaps a 1,000 square foot local to you, where there's a little supply and lots of demand. We could be talking about shopping centres. We could be talking about B&B or leisure or hotel sector. There's so many different facets to this industry. It's huge. It's not just about retail units on your local high street. And there are other layers to think about too. What about geography? What about the property age? Or even just the flexibility 
of the lease or the license to occupy for the tenant. The building could be the same as the one next door, but the terms in which the lease or license is issued may be completely different and changes how people will react to that particular property. And it might be that you have a specific target sector. Maybe it's retail or leisure or industrial. Perhaps it's self-storage. Maybe it's offices of 50,000 square feet. Or maybe teeny, teeny little offices of 100 square feet. Think about the context all the institutional commentators will be taking when advising you on what to do. And that little list I just went through. Think about it. If you're looking at um, the internet and there's the usual headline about commercial properties doing this or commercial properties doing that, the context might be that that person making those comments, their specific niche might be retail or their specific niche may be offices in city centres that are the top notch, the bee's knees. And these particular properties may not be doing so well for them right now. And it might be that they're looking at leisure and those institutional investors or commentators will be commentating on that specific sector, which may not be doing so well. It doesn't mean that your particular niche is not doing well. So what about when you're looking online and you look at um, international reports from the likes of Knight Frank and, and other surveying practices and valuers out there? Remember context. What are they specifically talking about? It doesn't necessarily apply to you. Another example, recently in the UK market, Into, which is a, a large property investment company that owns a, owned a number of large shopping centres, has run out of money and have basically gone bust. Now, if we were talking about the commercial property sector and basing it all around what's happened Into, then you wouldn't be investing. But that's only one piece of this market. It's not really the reality of a private investor, is it? None of us are really investing in um, 15, 16 acre shopping centres. No, that's not really where we're at. So let's not take the advice or the opinion of people that are in that particular sector. Listen by all means, but remember the context. What would a retail investor be saying right now, for instance? Somebody who's been investing in shops for years on high streets. How would they be reacting to the current situation? How are their customers, their tenants, reacting to the current situation? It's challenging in that marketplace, but it's only one piece. It's only one sector within this big, exciting marketplace. It's all about niche, niche, niche. So what are people and businesses looking for right now? Again, we must be sector specific. A generalist viewpoint would be pessimistic right now, but an opportunity seeker would be much more sector and location specific. And just from our own point of view, as an example, our warehousing and storage, we're based in Scotland, okay? We're not based in Birmingham, we're not based in Sydney in Australia, but where we're based with this particular type of product, warehousing and storage, we are almost 100% full right now. And I would say that the COVID issue has impacted that quite well for us. Storage in general seems to be up. And we're seeing marked increase in the number of companies and individuals who are now committing to small office units that we have with flexible terms as we come out of this lockdown. 
during lockdown, there was less commitment to that sort of thing. We did still let office space and some units, but that was because there was people there who were working um, in key sectors. But now as we're starting to come out of lockdown, people are starting to commit again to more flexible terms. And we have quite a lot of inquiries right now um, because people are looking for something that's more flexible. Long-term leases, though, are a challenge for clients right now because if you think about it, they don't quite know what shape their business is going to be in in six months, let alone five to ten years. So for you or for us, it's being as flexible as you can and recognising that people who are coming towards the end of long-term leases are now having, they're being faced with a big question. Do I continue with the investment and the overhead that I have or do I downsize or do I just move sideways into something that's more flexible? And people are willing to pay a premium for that flexibility, by the way. So do consider it if you're looking at vacant space and how you're going to actually offer that to new customers. Now, would I be buying right now? Absolutely, if the right deal was presented. We've already invested in just under a million quid's worth of commercial acquisitions so far this year. We're not holding back, but specifically within our market and products that we feel are going to work. That's why we're doing those deals. They make complete sense to us. They're in a target market. They're the types of assets that we specifically look for. One key tip to consider, though, for the moment, I would avoid spending lots of time on commercial properties that are likely to go for residential, as the competition will still be high for these properties. And they may look good on paper for commercial, but you may still find that the bids for the for the resi guys that are wanting to develop them into residential properties may be still too high for you to consider them as commercial. This is a place I was in in 2007, 2008. It was really difficult to target certain commercial properties because the housing market was quite strong and a lot of those properties were, there was competition there for buying them from the residential sector. And because most of the time the resi guys want to go in do it up, do whatever they're going to do and flip it on, they are looking at a higher return on the sale price, but not necessarily for a long-term investment. So at a purchase point, it was quite challenging. So I would just say, look for commercial that you think is going to stay commercial. It may be an industrial area, it may be in an area where there's lots of other commercial units. For passive investors, I want you to think about what is likely to happen to yield rates over the coming months they really should be increasing. So if passive is your thing, I wouldn't feel pressured to be investing right now, but I absolutely would be creating as many leads as possible so I can see and feel what is happening to yields and prices in my specific area niche. So as an example, just what does that yield mean? Well, if you just take a typical retail unit on the high street, perhaps last year the yield might have been as low as 4%. But that might be changing up to maybe 8%. But what does that actually mean? What does a yield shift from 4 to 8% actually mean for an investor? Well, it's all about timing, isn't it? So if you invested 100 grand in a property at a 4% yield, i.e. your income's 4 grand, and now the yields have changed so that people are expecting more of an 8% return, well, if nothing else has changed, the income is still four grand, the property's still there, it hasn't changed at all, the lease is still in place, the £4,000 income 
on an 8% yield now means the property is actually only worth 50 grand. So let me just do that again. 4% yield, somebody's willing to pay £100,000 for it. If the yield in the market has changed to 8%, somebody will be only willing to pay 50 grand for it. Nothing has changed to the property. Nothing has changed to the lease. It's all about sentiment and what people are looking for in terms of return on their money. So if you're looking at passive, you need to bear that in mind. For active investors, continue to investigate your niche. Buyers of certain types of commercial units will be coming cautious right now and there will be opportunities. Some people might be pausing because they're listening to the general noise. So sharpen your pencil. Remember, it is all about that timing. And a lowball offer rejected a month or so ago might well be snapped up tomorrow. So get out there, get putting in offers, get many irons in the fire as you can. Because that's going to help with your learning, even if you don't end up buying some of these deals. Every little negotiation, discussion, price, um, dealing with the lawyers, it's all part of the learning process. Sitting in your seat at home is not going to educate you with those things. Yes, you can go and learn and read about them, but actually going out there and doing them will help you learn a lot more. And of course, it helps. Having lots of irons in the fire helps with negotiations. I've covered that before. If you've got only one deal on the plate, you're going to be pretty nervous about getting it and you may not be very strong in your negotiations. But if you've got five or six properties you're looking at right now, really helps with your negotiation technique. Get out there networking, of course, making sure that you're meeting new agents and new property owners as much as you can. Think through the money flow. What might happen as we go through the next 12 months? Remember back in, or have a listen again if you haven't heard it, in podcast 10, I spoke about where deals might be coming from. And I spoke about how that, how the current situation is going to affect money supply over the next 12 months maybe 18 months, and when banks may start asking questions and saying to people, actually, we need to revalue this commercial property, and if yields have changed and they're in a specific location with a specific lease in place, then the value of that building may change, and the bank is either going to ask for the investor to put more money in, or the investor is going to have to sell. So just go back to that podcast, have a listen to that again, Think through the money flow, what's going to happen in the next 12 months. And that is going to affect both passive and active investors. Think about how it's going to affect your specific niche, though, because it's all about niche. Listening to everybody talking about their opinions and guessing and second guessing what the market's going to do is not going to help you. Yes, it's going to give you some ideas and things to think about, but don't let it paralyze you, especially if you're new, because any excuse to not get involved in the commercial sector. It's probably going to be an excuse that you'd liked or you're, you're tempted to take, but it's a great sector. Don't be bamboozled by it all. There are lots and lots of different subsectors here, some of which are doing really, really well at the moment. So by all means, take counsel and consider what others are saying to you, but remember all that they say has context relevant to them. They might be industrial investors or retail investors in a city 500 miles from you. It's easy to think the world is coming to an end, or of course the other extreme, if you listen to everybody, that the grass is far greener somewhere else. 
but what is happening in your geographical target market is going to be different. Further, add to that, you have a specific niche and you can see how far removed you might be from what others are saying. You need to make sure you're always considering context before taking someone's comments or counsel as the absolute. Local issues are often far more important than macro factors. We as private investors tend to invest in specific markets and specific locations and it's often just one building, two buildings. So, just a quick summary here. Keep a level head. Always take readings with context. Whether you're reading the newspaper, going on Facebook, talking to somebody in a Zoom call and listening to the noise out there. Take it with context. Take counsel, of course. Good mentorship when you can. People have been there and done it before, perhaps through other recessions, perhaps through 2008 and 2009, maybe even through the one before that. But even that needs to be taken with a measure of context. Find accountability. Find somebody, an accountability partner, either somebody that's perhaps in the industry or doing something slightly different that can give you accountability so you're not using all this noise as an excuse to not get on with things. Know what sector is for you. Know your sector well and what it is and what's going on in your sector in your geographical area. And then quietly just get on with it. It's a great market. It's a strong market, but it does depend on which bit you're going for. So thanks very much for listening. Thank you all for your reviews. We've had some great questions recently for some podcast ideas. Please keep them coming in. If there's anything you'd like us to discuss that's specifically going to relate to you, then just drop me a line. You'll see some notes at the side here on your podcast. So have a look on there. If there's anything you'd like us to do on future episodes, please get in touch and let us know. If you could leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is you listen to our podcast from, I'd be really grateful. It really helps us spread the word and reach out to new people because these platforms will show the podcast to others if they think people are finding great value from it. I hope you are. So we'll speak to you next time. Music.